Michael here, just wanted to jump in for a quick second before we get into the game to let you know that this series of modules that we're about to run, or at least one of them, is currently on Kickstarter to be converted from Pathfinder, which is the version that we're going to run, to 5th edition D&D. Uh, there will be links in the show notes, but go check it out. See if this is something you can support. It has already funded, but they are working towards some stretch goals, which would add some additional content for the 5e versions. So if you go to Kickstarter, search for Imperiums, that's I-M-P-E-R-I-U-M-S. These modules were written by William Muma, and uh, Imperiums Campaign Setting is the name of the company, as well as the website. So that's imperiumscs.com for all of the information. So with all of that out of the way, on to the show. Hello and welcome back to another exciting field trip from the RPG Academy podcast. I am Michael. And tonight we are going to continue the module Vasily's Woe. It is the second of four interconnected modules that make up the entire Imperium campaign arc. And it is also, again, Pathfinder, which we don't normally run on this show. So please forgive us for any and all mistakes. Uh, so to quickly reintroduce our characters, I will go to Ryan. This is Ryan. I am known as Teleporta on Twitter. Uh, I will be playing and continue to play uh, Galenius, the Demon Hunter. All right, and uh, Brad. Hey, everybody. I am playing uh, Sinadra, um, the Enchantress. Uh, it goes by Sin. She's a um, an elven wizard. All right, and Enchanted. finally, Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis, also at NotOurTravis on Twitter. I'm playing Phelan, who's the human oracle, and he is the good doer of Isius. Excellent. And you uh, may recall in our last episode, our adventurers were met by Philandrius the wizard, who informed them that the war with the Fomor was turning because the Fomor were or had found a way to actually remove the souls of the elven people they killed, the Tuathan de Danan in this campaign setting, and actually remove their souls and feed it to their dark god, Balar. And Felinius has sent a bunch of different adventurer parties to different places in the uh, in the realm looking for uh, regions he needs to stop this. And he has hired you to go to the village of Inskittering on the Isian Peninsula to look for the Antecedent of Easement, which is actually an artifact of the god Isius and one of the core components. Unfortunately, his scrying magic was somehow muted, and he's not exactly sure of its location. But his research tells him the last place it was known is at the so, Temple of Isius in the village of Inskittering. You boarded the ship, the Glorious Goddess, and sailed along the ocean uh, to the town of Safe Harbor, uh, which is an ironic name because it's actually very dangerous to get there. You were attacked by magma elementals and uh, almost lost the ship, but you managed to survive. And that is where we'll pick up our story today with you disembarking and going into Safe Harbor. I don't think I've ever been so happy to feel these damn cobblestones under my feet. I bet you, I, I bet you haven't been. I mean, Jesus, can we, uh, do, do you need to pull your skirt up so that we can go to a magic shop and get you some potions? Because I know you're hurting. I'm fine, thank you. How are those burns of yours doing? They're great. We're best friends, in fact. 
is that hand of yours actually going to be able to cast spells? Why don't we find out? I, I believe. Might as, well, might as well take a shot. I mean, it's not like it did anything against those magma monsters a little while ago. Glenius, I'm fine. Glenius, I believe I did an excellent job patching up our friend Sinadra. Yes. Phelan's magic worked its wonders. All right, well. All hail Aesius. Yeah, all hail Aesius. Anyways, so probably a good idea just to get some magic potions anyways, and then can we carry on? Uh, well, I've been at sea for a really long time. And I personally would like to get a really good meal. I don't know about you, but, you know, you can only eat fried oyster sandwiches and seaweed buns so many times. All right, good point. If uh, if meal's first thing on your mind, then lead on and uh, find us a decent inn and restaurant. I believe the way to the nearest tavern is this way. Follow me. Isius guides us. <laughs> So as you walk into the village proper, uh, essentially you can see there are many men uh, hard at work pulling buckets out of the water and dumping them into their small boats or on the shore, a mixture of rocks and sand. All the buildings that you see are wooden structures. None are over two stories tall. uh, And they're kind of laid out in a haphazard pattern. It doesn't look like they're very organized or, you know, right angles and streets, that kind of thing. Clearly these buildings have been here a long time. They're very aged from the uh, salty air. You can hear the sounds of what appears to be like a like the, the tinging bell of a blacksmith hard at work. There's a bit of a sort of staccato sound to it that makes you think there must be more than one working in concert. You also hear from the far edge of the town what sounds like the, the cheers, uh, roaring cheers of like some sort of spectator event. There's just lots of voices rising and falling and groans of ecstasy and agony back and forth. Probably in your experience, you would equate this to some sort of arena or some sort of gambling den, something like, you know, maybe like a joust or horse racing. Something's going on, the crowd's getting involved in. But one of the largest buildings that you see uh, does appear to be the inn, and it has a wooden placard out front that's faded, but you can still make out the beached Kraken Inn uh, as the, the placard board kind of swings lazily in the light, salty breeze. Ah, the Beach Kraken Inn. I believe this is where our travels are taking to us at the moment. Well, our our ship, the Glorious Goddess, got us into bad trouble, so maybe if we start with an ominous name like the Beach Kraken, it might actually lead to something good like dinner. Doesn't smell all that bad. Well, you're right. I'll take anything ever baked clams. Good for the first couple weeks. I mean, prestigitation's a wonderful spell. <laughs> Do we have any more of the spices left, or did I eat them all? I will check my pouch that's half full. I believe we're all out at the moment. I'll have to go to market to procure some more. Maybe we'll make that our first stop on our way out tomorrow morning. Yes, perhaps. In the meantime, let us go get some food. And I will enter the Beach Kraken Inn. So this being like a seaside town, uh, this inn is, you know, it's like, it's like open air. You know, it's just like an extended patio. So it's probably twice as big outside than it is inside. Uh, there aren't any fires burning. It's certainly warm enough on its own. It is somewhat dark on the inside. There's not a whole lot of uh, lights. The windows are open, but it's, again, more of a patio area. It's probably about a third of the way full. There's not a whole lot of activity right now this time of day. Most people are working or it sounds like they might be at whatever's going on across town. There's probably a handful of people here, a mixture of uh, locals and then sailors. You can tell by their various garbs, tattoos, accents as they are shouting and talking with one another. They're from a wide range of places. It's a port town. It's just 
too early in the day for this to be really jumping. There are serving boys and, and girls that will come over and seat you and take your drink order. Uh, baked clams is a special today. Uh, again, being a sea, seaside town, almost everything you eat here is going to be seafood in one way or the other. But they do have some selections of meat and uh, and you know good ale and mead, that kind of thing. Uh, there's also, not in the far corner, but sort of offset from the bar, there's a couple tables that are pulled together. And there's a woman sitting there who probably in her like late 40s, uh, attractive features, not beautiful, but probably was when she was younger. Hair is pulled back in an elaborate sort of bun. And she is wearing um, sort of a, a brooch that uh, it just kind of sticks out as unusual. And if you guys would like to make a knowledge check, uh, religion specifically. I got a 24. It's a net one. Okay. I didn't roll. I'm distracted by the bottles behind the bar and the smell of clams, and uh, I suddenly get not super hungry. I'm paying extra for goat or cattle or fowl or Hairs. whatever doesn't come from the sea. Does tuna count if it's, you know, like the chicken of the sea? What about some crustaceans that skitter along the beaches? No, it lives in water. <laughs> I want something that sleeps and walks and eats land. Preferably goes male. That'd be a good start. Okay, so uh, Phelan, you got what on your... I got a 24. All right, so what catches your eye about this brooch is that at first glance, you think that it is sort of a divine symbol to one of the gods that you've studied, uh, Men, M-Y-N, which is the goddess of good luck and good fortune, favored by people that sail to seas or gamblers. But when you kind of take a second look, you realize that it's, that's not what it is. It's, it's similar to that, but there are some distinct differences. But you get the feeling that those were intentionally made. Does it appear that these differences were made by her or at the time that this, uh, this brooch was crafted? You wouldn't be able to tell that without... I mean, it doesn't look like scratches like with a dagger. No, it, I mean, if, if it was changed aftermarket, it it was certainly done very well and crafted, so it's not clearly been damaged or changed. Okay. All right, so you're the only one who noticed that. Like, you, the other two of you see her, but the brooch doesn't really catch your mm -hmm. eye. It's, it's not anything that you would notice. And, um, Galenius, you said you were going to the bar? Yeah. When I grab one of the server boys and ask him, like, I grab him on the upper arm as he's walking by, like, not even a attempting to talk to us. Okay. And I ask him if there's any wandering, you know, any food that uh, wanders on the land around here. What does he say? So he kind of looks at you like he doesn't understand at first. And you're not sure if it's the word you said or maybe your accent. But eventually he gets across, oh, you want Something meat. that moves. Uh, we, we have limited selection. But yeah, if you want some like boar steak or pig, roast pig, we, we have some of that. Yes, that sounds fantastic. I don't care what it costs. Bring it. Okay, he kind of smiles, and then he, run, he runs off to the kitchen. <laughs> we got a live one here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the rest of you, are you going to order anything? Yeah, that sounds tasty. I have heard of a special delicacy of a sea creature that crawls at the bottom and has claws, and they're red. <laughs> the cockroach of the sea? The, yes, I've heard they called cockroach, which sounds disgusting and foul, but... They're delicious, served with uh, some melted margarine. <laughs> Would you by chance have that? Uh, I, 
I think we might. I would like to try this delicacy. Okay, so 20 minutes roughly goes by, and you're brought out two fairly sizable portions of roast pork and lobster. Lobster. With some melted butter, hand-churned, I'm sure. And, you know, beer, ale, mead, wine, whatever your choice would be. And, um, you know, there's there's a couple, of, like the serving people as they come by. Some the ones are maybe a little bit older, you know, like uh, late teens who ask, you know, what, what ship did you come in? What, what's, your, what's your business here on the islands? Galenius, do you have any particular religious affiliations? I don't think so. I have been looking at my pre-generated character sheet and it doesn't appear so. In Sinadra, is there anything outwardly about your appearance that would indicate that you're a spellcaster or your religious affiliations? I would say probably not. Um, she would likely keep her spell book in um, in a bag or a backpack, something like that, to kind of kind of protect it. But no, she she's dressed in nicer traveling clothes, not um, you know not opulent or 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 whatnot. But it doesn't, it, you know, nothing screams wizard. Okay. And then, At least until those who can't detect magic, because right. I mean, she has obviously magical pendant around her neck. But but again, to the non-trained eye. Right. Okay, and then Phelan, I'm assuming, do you have like a standard of Eseus or a holy symbol or otherwise an outwardly appearance of that? I do. I have uh, whatever would be the symbol of Eseus, carved out wood that I wear around my neck as a pendant. Okay, then I'm going to say that at least one of these serving people... Notice that and give a visible sort of startle when they see it. Uh, they almost that sort of double take, kind of like what you did with the lady before, where they look and see it, they look away, then they look back and their eyes get wide and they take almost like an involuntary step backwards. But then they sort of catch themselves and they they continue to do their job. But something about that certainly was off-putting to them. That reaction that the serving uh, person had, is it was it noticeable? Like would we have... Uh, you guys can roll perception. Uh, Phelan definitely noticed it, but if you guys want to roll perception checks, DC 15. Nope. One. Mm, Twelve. Of hey. course, mm, great. You know what? I'm actually going <laughs> to this, um, this is a kid. He's not a trained diplomat. He, his reaction would have been very noticeable. So I'll say a 12 actually does do it. The one, you were, pro- you were in the middle of drinking. You dropped your fork and you were like bent over. You figured that something was going on. So you definitely did not. Uh, so if so I notice the kid, I, I won't say anything. But I do kind of want to keep my eyes open more so and kind of see if anybody is um, would continue to watch us from that point on. Other than us being new, you know, just want to pay a slight bit more attention than I normally would. I want to address the group at this point. You know, it's odd that he would react like that. I, I noticed him staring at my pendant. Also, uh, it didn't appear to be odd at first. But when we walked in, the fair lady over there... She has a brooch of the goddess Min, but it's off in some way. I can't really describe how, but it's not the same. I wonder if uh, that has something to do with the the reaction to my pendant. I don't know anything about your religions, but from his reaction and an unnatural symbol of a god, things might be a little backwards here. Right. I, uh believe it might be best if I keep my faith to myself here. And as I say that, I'll put my pendant and tuck it under my shirt. Okay. Do you guys want to make any plans for how you're going to spend the rest of the day, when you're going to get started, any equipment, just sort of general plans for the next day or so? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
finishes the uh, the bite. I think we should, like you said, make sure we have enough supplies. Um, we have some overland traveling that we need to do, so you know, get the necessary stuff, and it's head out in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I agree. First light's always good for. Uh, I'm used to that. Should we check on somebody to see if they know where this temple is, or at least what direction it is? Maybe somebody's got a map around here. Wasn't it east? from here? Yeah, you know that it's roughly east. You don't know specifics. The only thing I would say to maybe not do that is, judging by their young server's reaction, if this is a kind of an insular view on things here, they may not take kindly to people looking around there, particularly foreigners. No, you you make a good point. Uh, Perhaps we should just say we're traveling and a map of the general area. Maybe there's even a uh, local cartographer. That might be true, uh, given that this is a port. It can't hurt to look. I'll ask one of the barmaids, not the one that reacted to my pendant, but somebody new passing by, uh, if there is somebody as such in town. All right, so uh, I'll go back to good old-fashioned high, low, or equals. Oh, equals is so tempting, but why go high? So uh, the serving person says, uh, I don't know if anybody would sell anything, but um, Tully, uh, the, the blacksmith, he's got some, some maps he hangs up in his office. There might be something there you could take a look at. Oh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And I'll hand him a silver for the information. All right. He, uh, he'll smile. He'll do the thing where he bites it and sees that it's real and his eyes kind of open up and he smiles and flips it and then tucks it in the pocket and kind of walks away with a little bit more chipper uh, in his step. You probably just, you know, his week's worth of pay right there. <laughs> so as you guys are getting close to ending your meal, which was quite good. I mean, it's not the best you've ever had, but it certainly was uh, better than average, particularly if you've been on sea for about a month. So the woman that you noticed earlier that was off kind of to herself, uh, at one point a another gentleman comes in who looks like he's probably a sailor fresh off the boat, covered in some tattoos and just the, the bearing of a person who's been on a ship for a while, goes up to the barkeep first, they exchange some words, and then the, the sailor will go over to this woman. You'll see a, a coin purse exchange hands. She stands grabs him by the hand and leads him into a room off of the main tavern. They're gone for 45 minutes, roughly. Then he'll come out first. She'll come out a few minutes later, sort of retucking her hair and re- and fixing her dress. And uh, he's walking out with a bigger smile on his face than when he walked in. About the time that you are about to wrap up your meals, she stands and starts walking towards your table. Sin will watch her approach? I will stand up to uh, greet her as she gets closer. I'll outstretch my hand to shake hers, and I'll introduce myself and say that I'm failing. Uh, how may I help you, madam? So she'll do that thing where she holds her hand out, not as a handshake, but just hands you your fingers as if she expects you to kiss her hand. I, uh, I look at her hand for a moment because I'm not used to this custom, and then it finally clicks with me of what she expects, so I'll kiss her hand probably... Maybe not the way she expected me like to. Like a little wet. Yeah, a little wet. It's a little, it's, it's just, 
the moment feels awkward. Maybe I lingered a little. He's got some butter on his lips. <laughs> yeah, he's. <laughs> I got some butter on my lips. Big piece of lobster in your cheek. I caress her <laughs> finger a little bit on accident. Okay, the thing tickle her palm. <laughs> yeah, tickle her palm. Um, it's just an awkward, but I, I do it. It's just awkward. She gives you kind of a wry smile um, as if she's in, in, it's endearing your awkwardness uh, rather than, you know, offensive. Uh, she then will look at Sin and give you kind of a nod, and then she'll turn her gaze to Galenius. Galenius isn't there. He would have stood up the same time that Phelan did, but he would have taken his plate and over to the bar. Uh, he has a pretty good idea of what this woman was, and he doesn't want any part of it right now. Okay. So she will then actually come around and take your seat and sit down and, and kind of scoot herself in. And again, she's not dropped in gorgeous, but she's attractive probably in her 40s, has sort of a regal bearing about her. I mean, so she sits down and she sort of, you know, again, she scoots herself up to your table and she just kind of looks at both of you sort of as if she's expecting you to talk first. I don't believe we've had proper introductions. I'm Sinadra, and this is my companion, Phelan. You would be? My name is Claudia. It is a pleasure to meet you both, and I a sense that your friend would not appreciate my presence, so I, I will not linger. But I was just wanting to offer my services to either of you at a discounted rate. I sense a need from you that perhaps I could quench. Sense motive. 19. So, Sinadra, you get the feeling that there's something about this conversation doesn't quite add up, but, but either you're just not interested mm-hmm. enough to care uh, but Phelan, you definitely get the sense that, that she wants to talk to you privately and that this might just be an, an avenue to do so. Ah, yes, I believe uh, you could possibly help us out. I noticed you when we first came in. You have a most uh, appealing brooch upon your chest. I noticed you were wearing something unusual as well. Yes, may, may we speak in private somewhere? Uh, yes, you must first speak to the... Uh, attendant and uh, uh, formally request my services you will give a stipend to him and I will waive my fee I see very well and then I'll look at and then I'll look at Sinadra as if to expect her to know what's going on and not think that hey we're about to go have a threesome <laughs> but like like motion towards the bar like are you come on what are you doing let's go do this as if you're keeping up with a conversation she gives her that that look and and uh, I'll see where this goes. I I guess. <laughs> what kind of charisma are you packing over there? <laughs> A nineteen. Uh, yeah, I, I'll see where this goes. <laughs> okay, so, so I'll, I'll place my hand on the small Sinatra's back as to usher her forward. As expecting her to pay the fee. <laughs> Actually, Sinadra is carrying the the money. Gold that, <laughs> right. Uh, All right. So, uh, so Galenius, you're already at the, the basically at the bar now, finishing your meal. So, when you see Sinadra and Valen walk up next to you, I will continue to chew, uh, and I'll make like an even bigger show of the fact that I'm chewing, and uh, I'll just look at them and say. I'll just sit back here in case there's some trouble because I just, yeah, not going to happen. Thanks, Galenius. I don't know what's going to go on, so things could get messy. 
Well, um, yes. How about you go get some potions? How about I just sit here and wait, make sure that you two don't come running out of the room on fire or crying or God knows what else. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're gonna talk to you're gonna talk to the attendant. So he will look uh, at you and say, um, both? "Hi." Well, yes. Yes, of course. Is that an issue? Uh, as long as you have the gold, it's not. How much? Twenty. Sin, is there an issue? There's standard rates for this. I'm not. Oh, well, I'm sorry. We're unfamiliar with your customs and whatnot. I bet that sailor didn't have 20 gold pieces. Yeah. Did that sailor have 20 gold pieces that came in? You're not sure. You saw the him and the attendant talking, and you saw a small bag of coins trade hands with um, Claudia. Plus, it's the two of us. A flash in my, my uh, <clears throat> enchanting smile and... How about 15, and we'll see you later. I'm trying to bluff him. Okay. 26. What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, what exactly do you mean by that, son? <laughs> You're... What are we doing here? Really? Okay, that kind of... That, that, that You're like, that. really, you're going to ask? So he's like turning his head like he doesn't understand what you... Like, I don't... I understand. He just, she just uh, groans and you know sighs and just throws the twenty cold across the, the the small little pouch across to him. And never mind. Thank you. Roll me a perception check, um, Calinius. Fourteen. Okay. As he turns away from you for a moment, as Sin and Phelan walk away, you see him pour out some of the gold into his hand. And you see the the bag now with less go into like a container. You don't see where his hand goes. Okay. All right. So we'll jump over to you. So uh, Claudia uh, now stands there, uh, waits for you to come over, and she'll turn and sort of glide into that same room that you saw her go into earlier and sort of expect you to follow. Well, I follow in right behind her. Sin? Damn, he's eager. Follow him. <laughs> <laughs> She mutters to herself. So you guys come in. She she kind of stands by the door, and once you've come in, she closes it. She locks it, not like with a padlock, but with a lock to ensure privacy. The room isn't richly appointed, but it's certainly an attempt to make it a little bit nicer. There's cushions and, and heavy curtains that are covering what would clearly be like a window outside. So you can tell there's a difference in the light that um, this heavy curtain is blocking. Uh, the room... It's not huge, but it is bigger than you probably would have expected from when you first were walking in. And the middle is pretty well dominated by a large bed. Very finely crafted bed. It's not your typical medieval fantasy type of a bed. Uh, there are also some implements along the walls. Um, can you go into the description on those implements? No, I cannot. Uh, but the, she is proficient in the tools of her trade, we will say. <laughs> but she will go over and, and kind of lounge on a chair. And then, what news have you of Arleth? You said of Arleth? Yes. Who's Arleth? Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I have, I've, I've clearly made a mistake. I'm, excuse me. He's well. Well, I'm checking. <laughs> she's the manager of my affairs. Twenty-seven. She looks at you, Phelan. Now she's now she's confused by at you. Oh, Arleth, Arleth, of course. Um, and then she looks back at Sin. Uh, He's he's several days late. I, I, you are with him, right? Would we had come back here 
to a secluded room in an unknown location away from our friend if we weren't with him? Maybe? No. Why were you displaying that, that totem earlier? Like That's going to get you killed. What makes you believe that the symbol of Eseus would bring upon my death? Right, she looks back at you again. Clearly just getting a plus 10 bonus to her since motive. <laughs> Wait, uh, no. who's Arlen? And you she's don't accusing. know. Then why are you saying that you did? No, You're I putting... said you don't know. Oh, I said you, we don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what kind of game you're playing, but you're putting all of our lives at risk. Now, please, are you here with news of Arlen? Charm person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how would I resist that? DC 15. I find it odd that you have to charm a prostitute we already paid for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You flash your hands in the practice manner and a expected sort of wash over her happens and she seems to relax and she smiles and she seems to be happy to see it's been so long please tell me how have you been i'm i'm well i'm nervous i'm 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 concerned for arla he he is several days late in returning and how, i'm concerned how, how do you know arla I mean, how do I, we, we've been working together for almost two years now. I know that, but I mean, how did you come to know him? I've never heard the story. There's not much to tell. I was sent here um, from my order, and she will sort of gesture to her brooch um, to aid those that are being oppressed by the calling. And Arlenth was already here established and he, you know, he helps me find those that need to be taken to safety before the calling finds them. Above, do we know anything about the calling? Have we heard oh, it, that term it, before? It's calling, my accent. The, the calling, yeah, yeah, the calling. Uh, you guys can roll um, history or arcana, but they can be really high. 29. Okay. 20. Actually, no. Neither of you have heard of that before. It was actually DC 30. Was the, the oh, pfft. I didn't think I could roll that high. Okay, so no. So you are unfamiliar with what this calling is. Hmm. Where do you take them? We, we get them out of here. We get them to safety. I, I mean, do they go back across the sea? We're not particularly involved in that part of the operation. Uh, yeah. So several of the uh, captains here, uh, for a small fee, will take on a on a, a deckhand, a, you know, or a passenger, and gets them back uh, into the Empire proper where they are met with others in our order and given a new life. Where was um, he supposed to come? Like, what direction? I don't know specifically. He, he makes normal routes throughout the area looking for those who have manifested their abilities and, and tries to, to bring them before they are found. So now been more than a week past when he should have returned. So I was afraid that something had happened to him. Okay. Well, we will certainly continue for him. We're going along his usual route, and I will look for him. All right. I, I was initially concerned when we came here, and, and you were questioning me so hard, I thought perhaps that well, I don't, you were I, one of them. I didn't recognize you before, but uh, it was his, his totem. I, 
I couldn't imagine he would wear it so brazenly. If the calling had seen that, uh, you probably would have been taken in your sleep or, or as you pass. They, they are very adamant about the worship of the old gods here. Well, the reason we're here is we're here to wage a guerrilla war, so to say, against them. Is that wise? He... There's only so much we can do. We've taken every other avenue. And you know it as surly as I do. We're losing. We're losing too many. Well, one is too many. Exactly. And but does that... I just don't think that's wise. There are, there are too many... It's too ingrained. These people are not going to change. You have your avenues that you go along and you save people. The works you do are good works. You save the lives of these people. We do what we do so that they may live. So you're from the other side? Yes. Oh, that is exciting, but please be careful. I I, the, put, I put myself at risk by speaking to you so openly. Well, you know, we all came back here for a good time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we paid the barman for, so... Right, right, so, I mean, that's why he thinks it's going on. Right, right. Yeah, that's what he thinks is going on. So um, speaking of somewhat crestfallen, but kinda <laughs> so hides the look, and he wears it openly to try to catch them, so that we are, you know, to catch their attention, and we we know that it's coming, and we can deal with them. But speaking of guerrilla warfare. We need some sort of camouflage, so to speak. Would you by chance have any extra uh, pendants or brooches as the one that you're wearing? No, this is the only one I have. As long as you keep yours hidden and disclaim no affiliation to any but the old gods, then you should be fine. Ah, I see. Hmm. That's, that's what we'll do then, is I kind of take the, the scroll pouches I had and kind of tuck them back a little bit under my cloak a little bit more. That's... Um, so we've got, we've got, uh, we've got looking around now, we've got, what, half a candle left? Um, what do you have back here? Around, or is there like a, there's like, you know, container of wine or, or something? There's like wine, that. there's like oils and scented mm. petals and oh. all that sort of thing. So while you guys are trying to figure we, we've out. We've got to look the part, so exactly. it's going to take some, some and kind of like, you know, rub her hair. We'll cut over to Galenius uh, as you're still at the bar. You finished your meal. What would you like to do? So I'm going to take a pair of silver pieces out of my belt pouch, and uh, I'm going to lean it against the bar. Um, I'm just kind of move, kind of move my hand over. Uh, I'm going to take them in, um, the sides of them. I'm going to tap them kind of hard enough on the bar top to get the attention of the keeper. Uh, you know, the sound of silver hitting the tabletop, all bar keeps in fantasy games immediately turn and look. I have them in my hand, and they're on their side. I'm going to flip them over and spread them apart with my, uh, my two fingers. And I'll just kind of move him back and forth on the bar top. And I'll look at him and say, I got a pair of questions for you. All right. He uh, looks down, looks up at you. Shoot. First one is, um, where can I find the blacksmith with the maps so that we can get going in the right direction? Shouldn't be hard to find. Follow your ears. It's that damn pinging sound that never stops. Yeah, I heard two or three of them. Which way? Uh, he'll kind of nod, but essentially like sort of a north. Or no, more like a, a northeasterly direction, uh, sort of the top side of the town in the cardinal directions. Okay. Uh, yeah. Him and his damn apprentices work round the clock. All right. 
Fair enough. And uh, with the coin that's under my index finger, I'll take it and like flick it in his direction and slide it along the bar. And the second one, I'll tap with my middle finger and I'll say, what's that woman's game? She's a Kadesha. You know, a whore. All right. Fair enough. That's uh, just what I thought. And uh, I'll slide the other one over to him same way as the first. I'll turn away for a second. You got any more questions? I'm your guy. Kind of thinks for a second, and uh, he does. Uh, he goes, "Yeah, one more thing. I'll take another. Uh, I'll take another one out. How many of those men over in the corner belong to her?" You'll look over at them. All of them. How many are there? Four. I'll flip it to him, kind of like I'm flipping a coin with my thumb. Okay. You'll definitely catch it. It gets put into a pocket. You hear a clink as if there might be other coins in that pocket already. I'll nod to him. Appreciation. Okay. And I will eyeball those men and the hallway that they walk down. Fifteen or so minutes later, uh, you guys are going to come out unless there's any other specific questions you want to ask, uh, Claudia. I don't want to blow her cover. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't have any uh, other questions. Okay. So, yeah. So, 20 minutes later or so, they come walking out. Uh, Sin first and then Phelan and then... Sin will affect a... Um, a bit more hike in her step than normal. Galinius will meet you two back at the table all standing around. Well, do you two feel better now? Ah, oh, much better. It's such a relief. Yes. I believe we had business to attend to. Yeah, uh, let's go find some beds for sleeping. And, um, the... uh, and this is an inn and tavern, so upstairs okay. there will be rooms. I don't, um, we should probably find a different place to sleep. Good call. Let's uh, let's do that, and then the barkeeper gave me the general direction of the blacksmith we're looking for. And as we head out along the way, once we get outside, um, in, in fact, it would probably be best if we made our way out of town tonight. Like, soon. All right, blacksmith first. Certainly a story for the road. <laughs> so I will uh, lead us in the general direction that he nodded to find that blacksmith with the maps. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize, but we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast 
at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.